Aloha! Welcome to the Haleo Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, brings a communion message about strengthening our brothers. When Jesus washed the disciples' feet, he was loving them and giving them an example of what they would need to do for each other. John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Yeah, great worship. We bless this this morning. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about communion. And I want to bless the power of the blood of Christ and the body of Christ for us. There is something that we are looking for that we, we cannot produce ourselves. If we could, we would. And we would try and we keep trying. You know, but one thing that's important for me is that Lord, we turn to you. We completely depend on you yeah. each step of the way. But that's a good thing because he has made a provision. And that's what I want to talk about now is we are in a time of change. We are in a time of a transition, a time of testing. And whenever we go through a time of testing or a change, we think we're the only ones, right? But that's why I love the scriptures, because the scriptures are a reminder for us of how God works with people like us. So whenever we are going through something, we can go to the scriptures, and then the Holy Spirit can speak to us. And say, hey, you know what? Look at what you're going through here, somebody went through something similar. And that's what I want to talk about, because we are, in, in one sense, we are grieving. Because something that we had in our minds was, in one sense, uh, removed. Right? Are you guys with me? You know, or one level of expectation of what God was doing, in one sense, we come to realize that we, we did not see the whole picture. You guys with me? And that's why I love the disciples, because they are such an example of us. Because they had been walking with God, with Jesus Christ, the Son of God, right? following him, listening to his words. But they had this big dream of something that he was going to do for them. For three and a half years, he was preparing them for the opposite. I'm going to leave you. I'm not going to be here doing this for you. Actually, you're going to be doing this to each other. But they didn't get it. They did not get it. He, 
tried, I mean, now that we are 2,000 years later, we read, it's like, how could those disciples be so dumb? I read over and over and over again, him telling them, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die. Right? So the basis of this is John 13, and I'm going to read a little bit from John 13. Because it's the Last Supper. And there is so, such a rich teaching for us in just that one chapter. But to paint this picture, I just want to tell you, read Luke 5, 33 to 35. This is a big discussion that some people are coming to Jesus saying, how come your disciples do not fast? John the Baptist's disciples, they fast. The Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast. And his answer is, well, while the bridegroom is with them, they do not need to fast. <laughs> I'm here. I am with them. Right now, they, they, they're getting what they, they need from me. But when I'm gone, they're going to have to fast. <laughs> they're going to have to learn how to walk with God, do what I do, living in the presence of the Father. Right? So that's one. The other one that is Luke 22, 31 and 32. This is happening in the same context of John 13. But Luke paints the, the same picture of the Last Supper when, you know, Jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure, for his death. And then Peter, don't you love Peter? Just like us, a disciple. Say, no, no, you're not going to die. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight for you. And Jesus said, you know what? You're going to deny me, Peter. You're going to walk away. And then, not only that, Satan's going to sift you like wheat. But when you come back, you strengthen your brethren. You'll be there for one another. You'll be there for everybody else. Okay? So this is just to paint this picture of John 13. So John 13 is like, you know, Last Supper, last real moment of Jesus with his disciples. And look at this. Now before the Feast of Passover, Jesus knowing that his hour had come, and that he would depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, the devil, having already put into the heart of Judas, Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand, and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God, got up from supper, and laid aside his garments, taking a towel, he girded himself. I was thinking if we would create a new logo for this church. I thought about a towel, a bowl, and a pitcher. 
Then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, to wipe them with a towel with which he was girded. So listen to this. Jesus, at this point here, he knew exactly what was going to happen. Judas would betray him. Peter would deny him. Others would go to Emmaus. Others would go back fishing. And what was he doing? He was loving them. He was washing their feet. He was preparing them and teaching them and giving them an example of what they would have to do later. You guys with me? So Peter, you got to love Peter. Said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, what I do, you do not realize now. But you will understand later. What God is doing with me and with you right now, we do not realize. But we're going to understand later. Peter said to him, never shall we wash my feet. Position thinking. <laughs> right? It started with the disciples. No, you are the leader. You will never wash my feet. And in everything, Jesus was teaching them something. And I hope that he can teach us today, 2,000 years later, of how he thinks and how he wants us to think. Peter said to him, verse 8, Never shall you wash my feet. Jesus answered him and said, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. You have to open up and let me wash you. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. <laughs> Jesus said to him, He who has bathed needs only to wash his feet. But he is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. Of course, this is going on to talk about Judas. For he knew the one who was betraying him. For this reason, he said, Not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and taken his garments, he reclined at the table again. And he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? When you come and take communion this morning, I want you to think about this. Because whenever we do this, we do this in remembrance of what he did and what he's doing for us today. And he's saying, I'm washing your feet. You're already washed by the word. You have already been born again. You are saved. But your feet are dirty. Because the way that we walk, where we walk. Right? Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, washed your feet, 
you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is no greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, happy or blessed are you if you do them. He's saying, he's like completely flipping the, their way of thinking. You know, Peter is not allowing Christ to wash his feet. and say, no, 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 no. If I don't wash you, we have no relationship. And he's saying, do you understand what I'm doing to you? I'm giving you an example because what I'm doing to you, you're going to have to do it to one another. A few hours after this, let me just finish reading this, okay? I'm going to jump to 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. In this context, you know, it's when the Lord tells Peter, you're going to deny me, and Satan's going to sift you. You're going to go through this test. You're going to go through this trial. I'm going to leave you. You guys are going to be scattered, you know, and you're going to probably have wait a few days to get together. Some went to Galilee, fishing. Sea of Galilee, beautiful, right? But then they came back. To me, I always think about the atmosphere of the upper room on the day of Pentecost. Each one of them coming, feeling a little awkward. Like us coming to service. Man, everybody knows I went back fishing. Everybody knows that I denied the Lord. Everybody knows that I, I, I pointed my finger. You know, I told everybody that I saw Peter denying the Lord. And I, I know who was hid, hiding behind closed door for fear. <laughs> but they all kind of, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, they started coming back, flocking back together. And maybe, I don't know, I love to imagine this. Maybe it was Mary, the mother of the Lord, because she was probably here at this Last Supper, with all the other women and many other disciples. And maybe it was, it had to be a woman, right? Just go, remember when he told us what I'm doing to you now you do not realize, but you're gonna realize later? Who has a pitcher? Who has a towel? Who has a basin? 
Peter, you're not limited by your denial. So and so, you're not limited, and we're not going to relate to you by the fact that you went back fishing. I'm not going to limit you because you, you were hiding for 40 days. But this house is going to be a house where we're going to wash one another's feet. And we're going to remind one another how the Lord thinks about each one of us. And we're going to be here to do to one another the same exact thing that the Lord did for us. That the Lord did for his disciples. Because he was always, always looking at the best that they were. He was always looking at the potential that they were in him, learning from him, and walking with God. He was not walk, looking at the 40 days. He was not limited to look at the failures. He was looking, these guys are going to be endued with power. And on the day of Pentecost, they are going to rise up to do the exact same thing that they wanted me to do. But I told them, it's better for you that I go. Because then they're going to receive the Holy Spirit. I want the, the love that we are able to receive from the Lord in the communion to overwhelm the sense of being awkward around each other. There is so much love. There is so much of a treasure of the Lord in this house. And of course, this church is going through a transition. But it cannot be compared to the transition that the disciples went through. It changed the whole world. It changed the way that God relates to humanity. But he is also able to use this example of a transition to touch us and speak to us. And then in this process, I want to say, Lord, I always want to have a, a basin, a pitcher, and a towel here. Because I think that many will come to this house with that sense of being awkward. Can I come back after what I did, after what I said, after what I thought? And we're going to always say, anybody's welcome. Because the Lord did that to us. So we're going to do that to one another. Yeah. We're going to do that for everyone that enters to this house. And there's going to be always somebody ready to wash their feet. And to welcome them. And to love them. Amen. Yeah. We bless the communion. We do not do this as a ritual. You know, but there is a power, and, and I, I want us, to me, that's the thing. It's like the disciples. You know, they're asking the Lord, how come your disciples do not fast? Well, because I'm here with them now. They're going to need to do this when I'm gone. And I think that he's gone. <laughs> right? The Lord has not returned yet. So I think that we are in that period <laughs> where he's not here. But he's saying, I'm showing you what you're going to do to one another.
who he blesses. You guys want to stand up? We bless the juice and the crackers, but we do this in faith. And we say, Lord, overwhelm us with your love. And not only that, overflow us with your love so that we can minister out. You know, and we, we, we repent, right? I mean, when, I, I think that one last thought. In a transition, you always tend to start looking for somebody to blame, right? I am in this stage now that I'm going like, Lord, is it me? What is it that you want to change in me? What is it that you're speaking to me? And so we come and we say, Lord, in this communion, we present ourselves with a humility and an openness and an honesty of heart to say, you speak to me, Lord. And I repent because I am the first one here that needs a foot washing. <laughs> you know, and we all come say, Lord, I, I need this. I need the forgiveness. I need this a new chance to start all over with you. Amen. Amen. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.